I do have to say that I uh, feel sweaty as shit right now. <laughs> yes! Keep it alive! Fuck the theme song! <laughs> Welcome to Breaking the Panel Podcast, where we try to be professional, and every time I try, somebody brings me down. I'm Charles McFall. <laughs> You know, the, the, the guest, and I use air bunnies for that, is Mike Ellison. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be asked back in this calendar year. <gasps> oh. Uh, but that, hey, wow. hey, Mike, I do the booking. I'm killing this fun. show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to respect the music, Mike. Uh, no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> Phil, how you doing tonight, man? Oh, I'm terrible. Awesome. Glad to hear it. You look great, though. You look, you look like you're going to guitar ACDC something for us right now. You're short, and you got a tie on. It looks That's like you shook us all night long. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, Whatever that means. Well, uh, ACDC was a rock band. I, I, I don't. <laughs> are they? Yeah, they played. They played music. I what's music is a collection of uh, sounds that typically go together uh, to produce feelings. Um, huh? What? Don't and now we know it. why his wife left him. Because <laughs> he didn't know how to produce. He didn't <laughs> I can tell he's mad because he wants to burst out laughing, but he doesn't want to give us a satisfaction. Uh, That's twice. Uh, that was only one for me. That's the only one for this month, I promise. Uh, but Paul, Paul. You do it once a week, you dumb dick. <laughs> uh, Paul, uh, you're bringing this one now. It's uh, You're talking about how people, I called it pop media malfunctions, but how people don't understand some pop culture references and yeah. how that can go awry. So, okay, listen, you know, we, we took last week off because of what's going on in our country. Uh, you know, there's a really important conversation going on and it's, it's, it's a conversation that's been long overdue. It's been had many times, but it has to, it has to get its spotlight right now. And in the wake of that, we've seen a lot of people speaking out, you know, with the issue and speaking out on multiple facets of it. So, one of the things that really amuses me is when people look at certain pieces of popular media, whether it be music or a film or a book, and completely don't get the point. And part of what, what prompted this is... Yo, 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 I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to Kanye you. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> But I, I tried to make a topic around this all day today, so I'm so glad you took the reins. <laughs> so this, okay, the, 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 my favorite example of this, everybody has heard of the band Rage Against the Machine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine became very prominent in the early to mid-90s. Sure. They were a forerunner in the the rap metal the new metal genre but more importantly to anyone who actually opened their ears and listened to the words coming out of zach de la rocha's mouth you would know that rage against the machine is a very political protest music group like they 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 have a very firm political position on a lot of issues they put it in the lyrics yeah, you might call them anti-capitalist, right? Like, oh yeah, among many maybe. other things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, the band that famously is called Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and it- <laughs> it's in the name. 
(laughs) (laughs) who has famous songs such as take the power back and know your enemy and many other very obvious protest songs a few years ago somebody tweeted at tom morello the guitarist of rage against the machine and said another successful musician instantly becomes a political expert and he replied in this fashion one does not have to be an honors grad in political science from harvard university to recognize the unethical and inhumane nature of this administration but well i happen to be an honors grad in political science from harvard university so i can confirm that for you (laughs) (laughs) and so like this just gets me thinking all the time and phil and i and chris in uh we have a chat that we call dump stat uh because it's wisdom is a dump stat <laughs> and uh <laughs> we just talk about whatever in that group like it's kind of no holds barred and we were talking about this last night and we were just going back and forth and phil just kept hammering all of these home like all these like oh i listen well, to tom Waits. hold on hold on hold on yeah yeah let's read the original tweet that started this oh, okay yeah go for it so, so somebody tweeted last night at tom morello i used to be a fan of um i used to be a fan yeah. until your political option uh, opinions came out music is my sanctuary <laughs> and the last thing that i want to hear is your political bullshit when i'm listening to music as far as i'm concerned you <laughs> and pink are completely done keep <laughs> running your mouth and you're ruining your fan base thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs up. okay i might let you Mike can let you argue pink because she's, she, yeah, I don't know. What about raging? Is, my head hurts. So, my head Paul, hurts so please. Bad. Oh, your head hurts? <laughs> yeah. I saw this shit at 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> I was up so long thinking of different fucking memes to put to this. <laughs> we, we had a lot of fun late last night with this one. But I mean, and this isn't isolated to just one group. The same it, thing it, has been said to Surge Tanky of uh, uh, System of a Down. System of a Down, a band that, you know, their their most famous album, their most popular album that came out in 2001, Toxicity, where the first song is called Prison Song, and the third is called Deer Dance, which is about police brutality. People will be like, why'd you have to get political? Why can't you just play the music, music man? uh it's just this topic the broader topic here is i it it boggles my mind that there is stuff that becomes so extraordinarily popular in our culture and people just completely miss the point just and and it's not just this and i want everybody to have examples and it you know we'll go through some of the things that uh phil and i were passing back and forth last night in a minute but Another great example is the film American History X, which is about white supremacy and the skinheads here in America. Really popular at the time, Ed Norton movie. There are people who watch that and think it's like a guidebook. And the whole moral of that story is that he he learns that he was wrong by the end of it. And they don't get that. Uh, Fight Club, another Fight Club, Ed Norton yeah. that film. Was, that was the first thing I thought when I saw this topic yeah, yeah. was Fight Club. People watch Fight guys. Club and they're like, oh, yeah, 
fuck the system. Well, let's just tear everything down. It, but the moral of that story by the end of it is that it was empty and like he was wrong. He started on a path of like enlightenment and then he ended in the wrong place. It's a cautionary tale. Yes. <laughs> Marvel Comics, uh, the X-Men. <laughs> the X-Men, right. <laughs> there are people who tell Marvel, don't get political in your books. And they're fans of the X-Men, which have oh. always been an allegory about racial injustice. It, it's incredible to me. <laughs> Somebody posted about this, and I replied with uh, Canadian mutant claws go schnick, 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 hue, hue, hue. Like, it's like that's all they think is they see Wolverine and they're like, yeah, yeah. badass. Yeah. Uh, the X Men has always been about exploring the issues of race and persecution and genocide. Magneto. His backstory is that he is a Holocaust survivor who hates humanity because he saw what they did to themselves and he sees the way they look at mutants as the same. He's wrong. He's supposed to be a cautionary tale. Again, like it's you're supposed to look at Magneto and be like, that's what ex that's when extremism takes over. And, you know, like it's just it's the whole thing. It, this stuff has been there for a long time and the the piece de la resistance here is the punisher logo oh yeah we're the police oh, hold on no no Obviously. oh oh uh. no that's not what no, we're talking no no. No. No no, no 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 it's so true it's so true and my favorite thing to see about the punisher logo is when they blend it with the thin blue line Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they also have a "Don't Tread on Me" sticker right next to that. <laughs> We're talking about because... police officers and and people. But those, well, yeah, but those and then they go out and tread all over. Yeah. Anyone who says anything otherwise, <laughs> it's my, literally. I, it's my favorite when I see them because you know opposites attract, and it's so cute. <laughs> but sorry, Paul. I, no, 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 no. But logo. so the Punisher logo, like Ugh. the pun the Punisher, is a vigilante that took. He, he punishes, you know, evildoers, bad guys, because justice failed. But he knows that he's wrong. Like, he knows that he's a vigilante. He knows he's a murderer. He knows he's not coming from the right place in the morality of society. But he's he was angry, and he is deleting the worst elements of our society. And he thinks that the, the he believes that his final result is worth it but he understands that everybody should not do the same thing and he holds such reverence and respect for captain america in particular yeah. mm -hmm. above all else because captain america always does what's right he'll let a bad guy get away he'll let a bad guy live because it's the right thing to do he'll focus on saving innocence he'll focus on you know taking care of people who need help that sort of thing because he's always generally in the right moral place and the, the, the punisher is a it's a reflective character he understands his own failings he also has kind of a unique backstory his entire family was murdered by by criminal underworld like it, that's why he does what he does it's not justified it's not justice and he knows it and so the the symbol was initially adopted by soldiers who went overseas and they wore it 
as like a badge of honor on their right their equipment and you know i think a lot of people would chime in and say that's probably a flawed use of it it's like not really appropriate especially if they're in a place that they under like the people that they're interacting with understand what that iconography means it's not a good message to be sending you know when you're wandering other countries in the world that hey i'm here to murder whoever i want because i think it's justified but it is especially inappropriate to be used as an identifier for the police law enforcement you're supposed to be agents of justice you're supposed to be serving the law you're supposed to be serving law and order you're not supposed to be killing people unjustifiably you know you're supposed to be protecting common citizens who can't protect themselves and it's crazy and people do not understand why it's a wildly inappropriate symbol I hate, ahead, Mike. I hate when they I'll let you go, Mike, and say I hate when they mix it with the American flag too. The yeah. Punisher symbol of the American flag. It's like Okay, one, stop fucking around with the American flag. I could go off on all that shit and not because it's like, oh, you don't mess with flags. Like, no, because you've washed it down so much it doesn't mean shit. But two, I'm with you. I will defend the Punisher all day long. But that motherfucker's a murderer and uh, he works outside the system and he kills the right. bad guys who deserve to fucking die because the system doesn't work. Police need to make the system work. You don't mix those two right. together. Mike, and talk the before reason... Phil does. Excellent! Breaking the panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel, because we do appreciate the help. Right. The reason that, like... Punisher and Daredevil stories are so fucking interesting is not because they're both sweet superheroes, right? Right. It's because Frank Castle and Matt Murdock are ideologically opposed. And watching that play out in a story is fucking cool. And like having those two viewpoints represent the two like extremes of justice is an interesting, fun thing to break down. Like anyone on the side of actual justice who identifies wow. with the Punisher. But, and that's the thing. They, they brought that out <laughs> at least in some of the comics and they brought that out in the Daredevil show of, of he's being hypocritical. Daredevil is because he's sure. a lawyer and he's doing these things. And yes, he knows they're guilty or whatever. Cause he's, he knows the law and he's seen their, but then he goes and handles it at night. It's like <laughs> that kind of conflicts. Well, right, and that's what I'm like, and like watching, watching them have to have that interplay and that struggle between like, I see what you do and I understand the choice that you make and I disagree with it and I'm doing it anyway is like a really compelling. Murdoch doesn't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been great, y'all. Thank you so much. (laughs) In the case of, in the case of Murdoch, he's a defense attorney. You know, so like by day, he defends people through the justice system. And at night, he defends people when the justice system is failing. Yeah, okay. So his two, the two, yeah, yeah, the, the juxtaposition of his two personas are complementary. The Punisher is just the Punisher all the time. Castle is just always, I'm going to kill you. And he knows it. Mm-hmm. He and, and he's it, really one dimensional. <laughs> for, 
and that's one so of the things bad. that that's one of the things that was interesting about the Netflix show is that they showed a nuanced story that was interesting, but they never tried to justify his actions by saying that he was, you know, being a cause of justice. He was just showing up where justice fails and it does fail. We know that. I mean, we, every society has to acknowledge that, that we don't always get things right. Uh, it's just really interesting how so many things get subverted. Do you guys have any examples you can think of? Mm. Anything else that jumps out at you? So Paul Ryan's favorite band is Rage Against. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I just want to call that out. Uh, yep. That Paul Ryan, when he was Mitt Romney's VP nominee, uh, talked about how much he loves Rage Against the Machine, and Rage Against the Machine basically responded with "fuck you." Well, uh, yeah, Tom Morello said <laughs> Paul Ryan is the is very the embodiment yeah. of the machine that we've been raging against for two decades. Like, yeah, yeah. no, it, it, if I could just picture Paul Ryan jamming out on Guitar Hero. Right. <laughs> but it's, you know, and uh, maybe a less insidious and obvious aspect of this is like Bob Marley and a lot of reggae in general people listen to it they're like oh it's just chill out vibe music it's not a lot of that protest, music is protest, protest music. music right you know it, it, it there's a real message behind it uh hip-hop gangster rap i mean you know the <laughs> i got into it on facebook with somebody the other day who was railing about the protests and like these these dirty people in the streets burning their own communities and i looked at his profile and he had Easy E as one of the musicians that he loved. And I was like, that's the guy from NWA, which I'm not going <laughs> to extrapolate that name, yeah. who partook and wrote, helped write the song, Fuck the Police. Well, that's yeah. just like um, um, his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like his opinion, man. <laughs> Chris, you're so on tonight. <laughs> Um, well, that's like uh, people are really railing down on Ice T about his opinions on Twitter, and it's just like the dude was part of Cop Killer, the song Cop Killer. Like, what? Right. What do you expect? What Have do you, you ever listened to do you Body listen Count? To body Count at all? <laughs> like, oh, oh God, you know. And uh, we're running a little bit out of time, but I want to get some of these in. Uh, I used to like Breaking Bad. And then somebody told me that Walter White was a science teacher. I can't believe a word of anyone who believes in science. Christianity is my sanctuary. So that's a tweet that I put out uh, towards this guy who was really upset with Tom Morello. Uh, another one I put out was, I used to really like The Walking Dead. And then someone told me that the living is the actual Walking Dead. Sanctuary is my sanctuary. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but me and Paul just kept going back and forth on these yeah. all night. I think uh, I really want to like Death Cab for Cutie, but why is this guy so sad about everything? <laughs> <laughs> I used to read a lot of Hunter S. Thompson until somebody told me that he took drugs. <laughs> that country is my sanctuary. <laughs> I used to like Prince until someone told me he was really into sex. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Abstinence is my sanctuary. 
Incel. You, you were talking Incel. about you were talking about missing the point. Um, uh, this is really obscure, but a lot of people I don't believe get the point of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of my favorite movies because a lot of people come out of that like, oh yeah, man, you get your minds erased, right? Of all the bad memories. And then like, no matter what, these two people kept, you know, coming together at the end because true love is is always going to conquer all. And it's just like, no, um, that's, that's, no, that's not what the movie's about at all. No. You know, at all. Um, and, and it is one of my favorite, it probably is my favorite movie of all time. But you know, it's it's it's. But now you hate it because Jim Carrey is a terrible human. Yeah, oh, but you got to pick where your hypocrisies are, right? <laughs> no, no, I just just continuing um, the meme there, Phil. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's those all memories are what shape the characteristics of our lives and who we are as people, and eliminating bad memories, you're you're fucking with who you are as a person and that there's no growth inside you if you don't have the building blocks of failure and heartbreak you know part of your life so therefore you're just stagnating your own growth and that's why that movie is kind of fucked even though michelle gondre is a beautiful director and i love everything that he does but you know there's a lot of these movies that just people kind of miss the point about and you know even me growing up I could say that I probably missed the, the, the overarching point of Donnie Darko when I was, you know, watching it in high school mm-hmm. or, um, or, uh, 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 Requiem for a dream. Yep. Right. You know, I, I, when I first went into Requiem, I was like, it's a really cool drug movie, man. Really cool drug movie, man. You got, you got to watch it. It's great. I've seen it like a hundred times, man. You'll really enjoy it. And now looking at it now as a fucking, uh, not an idiot. Nope. Take two as an adult. It's just like, well, that whole movie is about addiction and how yep. anything can be addiction from heroin to television, to shoplifting and everything in this world. If you don't do things in moderation, it can still be as addicting as anything else in this world. So yeah, those are just a couple points that I can think of. And totally. they, they make sense, man. Uh, there's a lot more to go into there, but uh, it's time for that humble hit. Yeah. So that well, this isn't a uh, this isn't humble. Uh, itch.io has a the bundle for racial justice and equality available right now. This is an incredible cause. First of all, it's a great cause. It's also an incredible deal. What this is now, there's no Steam codes or anything involved in this. You literally, it five dollars is the minimum. It is going. They're benefiting the. I'm trying to see what the actual charity is. Oh, I can't see. I'm sorry. Oh, and NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and, and the Community Bail Fund. They're splitting it fifty fifty. Right now, as of this moment, they have raised four million. $334,000 with this bundle, which is incredible. Uh, the average contribution is just over $10, but you can give as little as $5 to get all the goodies. It offers in five days and six hours. This has dozens, and I do mean dozens, of fantastic indie games, as well as uh, RPG books like Lancer, which is a really cool indie RPG that came out recently. Uh, there's I mean, Celeste is in here, Night in the Woods, Overland, like there's some really fantastic, not just shovelware. I'm sure there is some shovelware in here, but some really fantastic stuff. 
a lot of indie devs rally together uh, minutes in here as well. My understanding is a lot of the stuff in here comes from people who don't believe in bundles. So they don't normally throw their titles into bundles through Humble or Fanatical or anything like that, but they believe in the cause here. They're basically donating it. They're giving it away for free. They're not getting anything out of it, so they're willing to lump in. And it's all DRM-free. There's so much stuff in this bundle that itch.io was not prepared to handle it. They initially disabled all of the stuff showing up in your... Uh, library on the site so that it didn't just flood your library with dozens of titles and you could have you know the ability to kind of sort through it and decide what you wanted to have show up they're actually updating the website to give you the functionality to choose what's going to show up in your library on the site and everything so that should tell you something this is such a monumental bundle that it's never been done nothing like this has ever really been done so check that out uh it's a great cause DRM free means you can download it, you can give it to your friends, you can keep it saved on your computer, and you don't need to rely on Steam or anything else to connect to the games. It's it's an awesome opportunity. It's a great cause. Check it out. And there you go. I was flipping through it. There is so much here. There's so much. It is people like you know the humble bundle and game bundle subreddits are like this is the best deal ever <laughs> like this is the best bundle of all time y'all be tripping that's what uh, 1500 items for five dollars yeah what it says it's it's mind-boggling there's so much stuff in here that i don't even know about all of it and it's it's there's ebooks and so you're so mediocre at this bundle Cots. yeah so <laughs> mediocre <laughs> i don't think it's possible to be good at this bundle it's like yes. no <laughs> like so there is that. Uh, all right. All these will be in our show notes over at anchor.fm slash breaking the panel or giantsizeteamup.com slash breaking the panel. You can get those links there. If you want to go look at it and get, get your game on. We'll be back with volume three in just a moment. And on the podcatcher, uh, look for that podcast to drop. This is a podcast. We have four parts every week. So check it out. If you want to get in touch with Breaking the Panel, you'll find Charles at Rock God of Pod. Phil is at Imaginary Nomad. Chris is at In All Things Wisdom. And Paul can be found at Soapbox GSTU. If you love the show and just want to support what we do, hit us up at patreon.com slash breaking the panel and you'll help us make this thing each and every week. If you want to watch the show live each week, go to twitch.tv slash GSTU and follow us to know when we're recording. And if you're looking for more kick-ass shows like this one, go to gstu.net.